Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Real Talk, a movie podcast. We are your go-to source for ratings and recommendations of past and present films. I am your host, Wes Jones, podcasting from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Hey, this is Tommy, podcasting straight from Nashville, Tennessee. The movie buddy Conway, podcasting from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Hey, Real Talk community, we are back. And it's been another long time in between episodes, but Real Talk is still here. We're here to give you, you know, these crazy thrown together episodes that um, I think would make a lot of 90s slackers very proud of the amount of uh, work we're putting into these episodes these days. But we sincerely are very excited for you to join us. This is going to be another reviewing the new episode, which we all really like to do these. We all three, of course, like to watch uh, new movies and and help you decide, is this something that you need to rush out to the theaters to see? Maybe wait for it to come on streaming or just avoid the movie altogether. And so that's what the purpose of these episodes are. And another reason I think Gabe and T-Man were wanting to get me on this episode is I, I kind of got this feeling they're 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 hoping I'm gonna say something stupid tonight something that maybe will rile the audience up so I'll, I'll take some uh, uh, maybe get a little a little beef going on on Twitter or Facebook because there's definitely a movie that they're really excited to talk about are talking about all the time on the text movie text thread we have going so T-Man, what do you got to say for yourself? I really feel like that was the ploy. Y'all want to get me on here. You want to talk about this movie. You want to get me in hot water with people. <laughs> no, man, what are you talking about? I would never want to stir up drama or try to get people, <laughs> you know, some type of backlash started against real I would never do such a thing. <laughs> uh, actually, that sounds exactly what I would do. And... <laughs> Oh man, it's all good. Here's the thing, you know, we just I just like to to put it out there, and then if people have reactions, I think that that's fair. But to your point, Wes, yeah, man, people have been, you know, we haven't recorded in a month. We're we're all super busy, but of course, everybody knows our heart lies with real talk. You know, I'm walking around in Nashville, and people are stopping me on the street, saying, "Hey, when are you guys gonna do another real talk episode, man? <laughs> I've been needing my real talk fix." I'm saying it's coming, man. Just just hang tight. So we're back. That always that sounds like something that happens, you know, that happened and then you wake up. It's like, oh man, that would be so cool if I was yeah. actually walking around and people were were asking me when the next real talk episode was going to be. It didn't happen. So <laughs> you're, yeah, I think I was dreaming. Well, Gabe, get in here. You're you're part of this uh, this duo that that is really wanting to talk about this movie. So. I know you guys probably are getting together behind the scenes and like, all right, we're really going to go in and talk about how much we love this movie just to get Wes feeling uneasy. So what do you have to say for yourself? Well, I, I, I just to set, talk about what you and Tommy were talking about. I was off walking in the woods the other day and I saw this guy and he was scratching himself. And I looked at him and I said, poison ivy. And he said, no, I'm itching for the next real talk episode. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> it's people yeah, are Gage, itching. Did you have his, did you have some medicine for him? No, I did. I didn't. That's why I'm making it right now. Mm, whipping up a batch. 
Whipping up a batch of that real talk for him. The real talk vaccine. <laughs> Here's the thing, guys, and this is a true story. I know what we're trying to talk about are jokes, but this is true. You know, um, when the government was fi- trying to come up with the COVID vaccine, they did reach out to us and said, hey, we, we think we can get, do you have the real talk vaccine? And we're like, it's coming. It's coming. So I'm pretty sure every this is the episode vaccine they were looking for a real talk vaccine in it. Well, I I actually submitted, you know, some samples um, of to, you know, for the covid vaccine of our episodes and stuff like that. And my understanding is, is that vaccine's not working too well these days. And I have a feeling it could be could be the real talk ingredient that, that got thrown in. there. Yeah. I mean, every time I hear about these covid waves, I'm like, oh, man, is that the is that the real talk? I can just see I can just see patient reaction. You know, I don't have a headache or a cough anymore, but now but now my ears are bleeding from listening to real talk. <laughs> Here's the thing, guys. We're like patient X. So we're, you know, we're not going to get it because we're the, you know, we're the source. Yeah, right? that's true. We're real talk is so deep in us that we couldn't COVID can't even affect us. COVID can't even affect us. Jeez, well, here's man, a, we've, been, we've been off so long, even our openings don't make any sense anymore. No, they're they're getting worse too. We really need to get back in the swing and practice and, and a little bit more organized. And I was just thinking, here's another way to figure out how popular that real talk has become. Next place you can really catch us in person is going to be at the Scarefest, which is one of the largest horror conventions in the U.S. every year. It's up in Lexington. It's going to be October 21st. 22nd and 23rd and we probably will not get recognized up there that's how you can tell how popular we are in the in the hey, movie in the movie world here's the thing if we get recognized at least once or twice then i think it's a job well done. hey we got recognized last year one of our fans came and hung out with us well, saying, so ryan was up there he's well, gonna be up there again but he was going to be there regardless if we were or not so i don't know if that counts we're we're really looking forward to seeing him um but if we get recognized by someone that we don't talk to on social media on a regular basis, then I'll feel like we've made it. All right. This has got to happen. We need our fans to come out to Lexington. Come out. Watch some movies with us. They'll be terrible. We'll make fun of it. We'll have a great time. And Tommy will buy you some chunky soup at the <laughs> hotel lobby right afterwards. If you're staying in our hotel, yes, I will. They've got a great convenience store there right in the lobby <laughs> of the hotel that is a fact and if anybody doesn't get that joke go back and listen to our scarefest coverage of last <laughs> year so uh well without further ado let's hop into the episode tonight and i think each of us has brought a brand new film that we want to share with you and i gabe why don't i started i introduced him in first so let's let you kick the episode off and uh Oh, well, I just realized what movie you're doing. Why did I do this to myself? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Gabe. Take it away. So I went in and watched a movie, and I love it when I do this. Like, sometimes movies are big, and there's a lot on it, and I'll watch trailers and read a lot about it. This wasn't one of them. I, you know, I saw The Woman King was out. I knew very little about it. I had a free afternoon, and I went to check it out. And I knew it was going to be a big war epic movie. Um, I knew a little bit about it, but I'll give you guys the the plot of it. Basically, there's this tribe that's the last stand in be- protecting, I guess, this whole country or whatever. I, I don't know really what's who they're protecting, but it's like a whole continent of people. It's the African kingdom of Dahomey. There we go. 
That's what we keep you on here. African Kingdom of Dahomey. And the plot centers around them protecting the people and a little girl who has basically been given away by her family and her journey into becoming a warrior and them defending the community from basically everybody else. All the other countries have like grouped together and they're the last stand. So it's a it's a pretty epic movie. And I kind of like it. I feel like the director was a big fan of Rocky Four, just like me, because we've seen war epics. <laughs> we've seen these massive war epics. How could we make them better if we focus on one little warrior that is growing up and you give them fight montages and you give them training montages and you teach them how to become a warrior and then you're still fighting in a giant war epic battle. So it's got like the best of both worlds, you know. It's like hot ice in uh, Rookie of the Year. You know, it's the best of both worlds. And so um, I really like that aspect in a big war epic. I thought it worked really well. I'd never seen it done before. You know, I love Karate Kid. and I love Rocky Four, So it was just like really cool. And um, but the movie itself, it's amazing. Like it's it's not there's no I feel like the movie itself may be a message, but. Like, I don't feel I feel like I don't feel like the movie's messageless, but I don't feel like that. That's the focal point of the movie. And I think that the movie would shock a bunch of people. And I think a lot of people should go out and see it because I absolutely loved it. I, it's one of my top five favorite movies this year. I actually think it's my number three. So if that tells you guys how good it is, I give it an eight out of ten. And of course, I'm talking the woman king. Great acting by Viola. Is there a last name? Davis, T-Man. Wow. Davis, yeah. Yeah. Great yeah. act. Great acting by her, the first in command lady, and the the younger girl that's becoming a warrior. I think that they're all pretty amazing. One thing that happens, and the reason that the little girl gets given away is because she was set to be in the beginning, this isn't a spoiler, it happens in the very beginning, to be married off. And she rejects the husband. So the the family gives her away to servitude because they weren't gonna provide she wasn't gonna provide anything for them like with a with her husband's money. And I, I got to thinking about that. I was like, man, I'm glad I didn't live in that time period. I probably like would have ended up with like a woman with leprosy or something. I don't know. I mean it's it's just bad luck. You're just you have to marry whoever you know you're betrothed to. Um so but anyway, that's just a side thought. <laughs> well that's a great side thought, Gabe. I would have never thought when you started this review we would get <laughs> Karate Kid references and Rocky Four references and then whatever that last thing was. But uh, <laughs> <All right. laughs> would a marry a woman with leprosy? I don't know. I mean, I just like I probably or like I mean, just think it's luck of the draw. You could be betrothed to anybody in Game of Thrones in the new episode. The, the person was going to get betrothed to, like, a child, and she was a full-grown adult. But here's the thing, Gabe. I think back in this time period, and I could be wrong, so if we've got a historical experts out there tell me if I'm wrong here. But I think in this society, um, since you're a male, and if you have, like, property or, or money, you're just not blindly going in picking, you know, you, you know who you're picking as your betrothed. So, in other words, while the woman doesn't have a choice, no. you do have a choice. Yeah, I think in this, but some of them, like in Game of Thrones, like the kids were young when they're like set up well, to be betrothed. Game of Thrones like, is a made up fantasy story. Oh, okay. I think it happened. 
All right, well, I don't. All right, uh, it's just something that was, something was really grinding my gears. Let's move on. Have any, yeah. either of you guys seen this movie? Yeah. And what did no, you think? I thought, yeah, he, partly based on your recommendation, you really loved it. And of course, I'd read the reviews and I thought, saw the trailer and I thought it looked good. I really love historical epics and I went and saw it. And just like you said, I really enjoyed it. Uh, one thing I don't know if you mentioned was that it's really focused on this all female warrior unit called, I think you pronounce it the Ajoje. Um, and Viola Davis is the general in charge of it. And the reason it's an all female warrior um, group, which is very rare. Uh, in this time period, is that the um, kingdom did not have enough males uh, through war, through uh, slavery, to you know have a full fighting force, and so that's why they had that. And like I said, one reason I really enjoyed the movie is that it harkened back to a lot of classic epic war epic films. It's constructed very classically. It is basically feels like a you know, classic war film. You know, it's got the training montages, like Gabe says. All of the characters are right out of the characters you'd find in the 1950s or 1960s style epic. You've got Viola Davis as the general, who's excellent. You've got all the side characters, some providing humor, some providing uh, nuance. you got the bad guys, who are, of course, very villainous. You know, there's not a lot of shades of gray. This is a mainstream crowd pleaser. It's really good. It has really good direction. It's got great acting. Val Davis, I, I could argue, is, is could be the best actress in Hollywood. She's at least one of them, for sure. And it shows through its A-plus cinema score. This is the type of movie that you go in and you really just have fun with it. It kind of reminds me of, like I said, those really 1990s epics that we had. We had a really good run there in the 1990s. You know, we had Dancing with Wolves. We had Braveheart. Gladiator. Um, those were really, you know, mainstream historical epics. Most of them very crowd pleasing. Audiences really enjoyed them. You give a little, you get a little history lesson. You get a little violence. You get a little drama. You get a little bit of everything. And that's what this movie does too. Um, so, like I said, I really enjoyed it. I would highly recommend anybody if you really kind of just want a good night out at the movies, see the woman. Tommy, let me ask you a quick question. You know, I'm. I'm real talk. I'm a critic, you know, so I like I try to help these, you know, directors and things that I see about movies that could have been better. Do you think this movie would have been a little bit better if during those training montages they played some like, you know, stuff from Rocky Four's training montages? Like, let's throw a little hearts on fire. Like while that's, those girls are cutting not. the the dummies, you know, <laughs> no. throw a little hearts on fire in there from Rocky Four. Absolutely not, Gabe. That is one harebrained scheme you've got going on here. No, just stop. I don't, you're on. You're on something tonight, man. You're you're on a roll tonight. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, well, this is an opinion. So, Wes, have you seen this? What did you think? No, I'm sure y'all are 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 delighted to watch me kind of prance around, you know, a, a topic like this. But I'm I'm gonna try my best. No, I, I have not seen this movie, and I do not plan on seeing this movie and it's honestly not really a whole lot against the movie itself it's more so because i'm one of those people that i i just hate media narratives and a lot of the unfortunately these days a lot of the the narratives that get pushed are are more meant to divide people and not bring people together and that's that's what i 
that's why I dislike the narratives. And so one of the narratives, of course, that's been that's been pushed, is, of course, over and over, and and to a certain degree, uh, correctly, is definitely about the the issue of slavery. And you know, there was a time where even in Hollywood they were like figuring out whose ancestors owned slaves and then and calling those people out. And I've never been a person that likes to to take today's standards and judge people that lived, you know, a couple hundred years ago or, or thousands of years ago or however, you know, those, those people want to be judged. We have a we have a movie that's come out that that has a a tribe who the true story is that that there was a tribe of women who became warriors. And I think there was maybe 7,000 that wound up fighting. And they actually fought very well to kind of protect their nation. And uh, that they also, slave traders, they imprisoned um, those that they, they fought, they imprisoned some of their own, and then they sold them as slaves on the oceanic slave trade. Um, and so they were a big part of that. And it's like, because... It's a female-driven movie. The narrative is that they want to. We're just going to gloss over that part, and just because it's this, and so you know we're going to put it out and act like that's not part of it. And unfortunately, you can't really do that with a lot of other casts of characters um, of a movie, or it's going to get called out and it's going to be banned. So my issue is not so much with the movie. I'm glad that you guys both enjoyed it. It's more of the narratives that get pushed out there, and that's why I'm just kind of going to avoid this. I was just wanting like a maybe no, I didn't see it. <laughs> the one thing I'll push back on, Wes, and like I said, I know we don't do politics here in the show, so we're not going to get into a political thing about this movie. Because that, that political thing is out there with this movie. If you want to learn about it, you know, go out on the Internet and, and you know, learn about yourself and decide whether you want to or not. Um, I will say that when it comes to sl- the issue of slavery within this movie, it is addressed. It is talked about within the kingdom of Dahomey, uh, acknowledged that they've done slavery. So it's not like it's, I would say, not talked about or not addressed or completely, you know, not out there. Um, but like I said, no, they talk about that they've done it for years. Yeah, it's done. part of the story. So I don't yeah. think the the media bias. I, I think they're. There's definitely some inaccuracy out there about what's in the movie and what's not. What I always say about this type of stuff, like I said, I think this is a good way to end it because, like I said, we're not here to do it back and forth on this movie about the political aspect of it is watch the movie and kind of decide for yourself whether they deserve that boycott or not. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I would encourage you to do that with everything. I go into all movies. I'll just watch it and see if I like it. I go into all conversations that way. So check it out. See for yourself. I loved it. And I know my, I, I know myself. I probably miss some good films sometimes for for doing that. I just um, like I said, when whenever things get into, I, I just like to be entertained. I like to go to the movies and be entertained. And and whenever they, it starts to become a little bit of a circus around it for this reason or that reason, and then we get some silly narratives being pushed out there. That's whenever I'm like, all right, I don't like to support those you know, that helped kind of push those narratives. That's, but anyway, uh, like I said, I'm glad y'all enjoyed it. Uh, sounds like you both did. Sounds like you both really enjoyed it. So I'm sure that some of our audience is being encouraged by that. 
So, T-Man, I know you brought us something, so we'll just move right along and and hit us with what you bring us tonight. Yeah, another movie that I saw recently, which I really enjoyed. Honestly, I feel like there's been some really good movies out there. I know we kind of hit the summer doldrums, but I feel like September actually has had some good movies. And, of course, I'm really looking forward to fall. I know we're going to talk about that here in a second. But a movie that kind of came out of nowhere for, for me, and I think for a lot of people, is the movie horror film Barbarian which is written and directed by Zach Kreger and um, stars Georgina Campbell, Bill Skarsgård, and Justin Long. And this is a movie, you know, if you if you know about it, you've probably seen the trailers where they say, go in knowing as little as possible. And I would, I would agree with that. I'm not going to really talk about it a whole lot. I would just say that the, the trailer that shows the main aspect of it just shows, you know, I guess a portion of the movie. And there's a lot of surprises that it has in store for you. It's kind of an odd mixture of tones and horror movies. The most recent movie that I can compare it to for the wackiness of it is Maleficent from last year. And I really enjoyed Maleficent. And I think I enjoyed Barbarian even more. There's some, I don't know, some dark horror elements to it. There's some comedy to it. There are some Sam Raimi gore over the top horror aspects to it. It really does a lot of different things with tone, and, and it ultimately comes out as kind of a over-the-top type horror movie that I, I always really enjoy. Think of like your Evil Dead 2, those type of movies that are scary, but also kind of your, it's having fun with the audience. And I'll just call out that uh, Justin Long, who I hadn't seen act in a while, comes in in the movie about halfway through and is just so good in the movie. His character, I, I don't want to give anything away, but just watching him on the screen and his journey throughout the movie is so good. And there's some uh, thematic elements to the movie that I thought were really interesting. It's one of those movies that can play on different levels. You can just go in for the scares. You can go in for what the writer director thematically is going for, which also kind of caught on and enjoyed uh, those aspects to it. So Barbarian seems like the movie that's really catching on with people. It's got great reviews. Audience feedback is really good. It actually only dipped, I think, around 28% in its second weekend at the box office, which is very rare for a horror film. They usually drop like 65% for a normal horror film. So you can tell it's it's definitely gotten the buzz. And I think if, if you enjoy horror, horror movies and to be surprised, I would recommend going and seeing it before the, the plots and the different things get ruined. It's definitely one of those movies that you don't want to know much about it. So I think you'll enjoy it even more. So I don't know if either of you guys have seen it, but if you have it, I'd recommend go check it out as soon as possible. No, but it definitely is getting the buzz that you're talking about. People in my office were talking about it. And I had the choice between seeing Barbarian or seeing Woman King because I only had like it's the first time I've had a chance to see a movie. And the times didn't work out for Barbarian or I would have gone. So. I've actually not seen this one either, and I, I did look at the showtimes over this past weekend. I was going to try to slip out and go see it. It ultimately didn't work out. I was not as big of a fan of Malignant as as you were. I did like Malignant, um, it, and I did like that it was so original and, and just kind of wacky and crazy. But um, I feel like this one didn't, – didn't you tell me it doesn't go quite as over the top that that Malignant did? I would say it doesn't quite go to the level of Maleficent. Listen, really, it's pretty out there, but more in a toned back way. 
But but I'll say this. I think it's 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 another type of horror movie that kind of divides audiences. I'll, I'll just give you an example. Sunday night, I was at the movies down here in Nashville, and I was going to see Poltergeist re-release. Great movie, by the way. Love to see mm-hmm. it. And the, these two younger guys came out of the theater just like not saying anything to any, like not talking to anybody, but just yelling, oh, Barbarian, that movie's awful. And they looked <laughs> I was buying my ticket at the counter and they looked at me and was like, are you going to see Barbarian? Don't do it. And I was like, (laughs) sorry, I've already seen it, man. Not that that would convince me either way or not, but that gives you an example of it is the type of movie that some people are not going to like because it has some, some strange tones, some interesting plot choices. And like you said, Wes, it's definitely in that Maleficent mold, I feel like. You keep saying Maleficent, and I keep thinking of the Angelina Jolie movie, and I think you mean Malignant, but I'm not positive. Malignant, yeah. Either one. (laughs) One of those movies. (laughs) Wouldn't it be funny if, like, you never corrected me, Gabe, and people listen to this and was like, oh, it's Maleficent. My kids love that movie. We'll go see it. What the strange twist is. Because because this movie can be pretty scary at times, for sure. (laughs) Well, I, I love the cast, and I'm, I actually like Justin Long quite a bit myself. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to check this one out. Um, but, yeah, and I might go ahead and check out the Angelina Jolie uh, Disney movie as well. I just pictured it's a two for one. I'm review. racking up. I just pictured a bunch of like kids sitting there <laughs> uh, thinking they're getting a movie just like Maleficent, and, they're, and then they're horrified. <laughs> Oh boy! All right. Anything else on? Uh, almost, I almost called it malignant. Anything else on Barbarian? No, but I definitely do want to see it. I'll see it in the next couple of weeks. Okay, cool. This is released by 20th Century Fox, which owns Disney and Maleficent. I do think the working title at first was Maleficent Three: Barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. It is fall, and I'm going to keep with um, what what Tommy's laying out here, and we're just going to go and talk about another horror film called Watcher. And I, like I've said before, I have not been a big fan of the horror films that have been out over the past couple of years. They're just not my cup of tea. There have been some good ones in there, um, but I thought, you know what, I'm kind of – I'm kind of out of new new movies to watch here at the house, which is where I have to mainly watch my new movies. I'm going to check out some top horror film lists of of the year. You know, I watch Speak No Evil. I watch Nope. I watch a couple of other ones. Um, and I also watch this film called Watcher. And I don't know if our audience has seen this yet, judging by its performance at the box office. It's more of a streaming film anyway, but um, – I don't think a lot of a lot of people know about this movie, but it's a psychological thriller. It was directed by Chloe Okono, and it has the star of um, It Follows, and I think her name is is pronounced Micaiah and Moore. So it's Micaiah Moore. I really liked her in It Follows, and she is our lead character here. And this movie, I really enjoyed this movie. It was kind of a diamond in the rough. Um, it kind of hooked me from the very beginning. It reminded me a lot of the 70s film Don't Look Now mixed with 
like a rear window and maybe a couple of other other films kind of in those in those veins. Basically just about this American woman who moves with her um, husband. They move to Romanian Romania. He's Romanian. He is a businessman. She is left home alone. She's in an apartment and across the street is a another large apartment building and she feels like she is being watched by someone. Now this movie takes us I mean this is a familiar plot setup I think for a lot of movies but the movie takes us on some twists and turns that you normally don't see in these kind of movies. You you kind of the in, antagonist of the movie that she thinks is watching her. She thinks she knows who it is. They play on that quite a bit, and honestly, it really keeps you guessing till the end about like who is really kind of watching and, and after her. And another little plot point that I'll give away, which doesn't really spoil much of the movie, is that in this town, there is actually a string of murders uh, that are going on that really has her feeling uneasy. And so it's gotten really good reviews. It's at 87 percent of critics agree that it's a that it's a good movie on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got about a seven out of 10 rating on IMDb. So people that are watching it are really liking it. And I just really encourage everybody to check it out. Um, It's streaming on several different platforms. So, yeah, that's called Watcher with star Micaiah Moore. Have you guys heard of this? Any interest in seeing it? It's a psychological thriller. Yeah, I uh, I went and saw it when it came out in theaters. Last I was actually one of those people. It played down here in our independent theater, Belcourt in Nashville, and I saw it and I liked it a lot. I thought it was well done, like you said. It was you know had some good scare scenes, great lead performances, interesting location. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned mm-hmm. it takes place in Romania, and so you're left. She has, of course, she's a newcomer. She's American. She doesn't speak the language. So that she's feeling that sense of isolation and that isolation kind of breeds that scariness within the film also. So they do a really good job of that. It, you know, the film harkens back to rear window, which is yep. one of my favorite films of all time. And it has, you know, some really interesting aspects to that with the person on the other side of the apartment looking down at her. So it, it can be really creepy. I live in an apartment, you know, Anybody that lives in an apartment can tell you, you know, when you look out at other apartments, you're like, who's over there? You don't know anybody. You know, it's not like living in a neighborhood where not everybody, you know, that lives in a neighborhood knows their neighbors, but it's more common because you own the house, et cetera. But if you live in an apartment, not as often, you know, the people that lives around you. So it breeds that uneasiness. And this movie really brings that out. So, yeah, I think if you're looking for a a creepy movie to watch over the weekend, especially with the Halloween season coming, I think that's a really good one to recommend. Awesome. Gabe, have you seen this one? Any interest in checking it out? It seems like one of those you would wind up liking, honestly. Yeah, I honestly have not had not heard about it. That's why that's why I listen to these real talk episodes that talk about new movies, (laughs) Wes. You know, that guy that was itching in the woods for some real talk, he's going to get his fix. And I just got mine because. I hadn't heard of Watcher. I had I watched I listened to the trailer while you were talking, you know, because I figured it was better than whatever you were going to say. Yeah. And, and you're right. And it was really, you know, it had me into it. So I, I'm 100 percent in on Watcher. I actually really do want to see it. So I think that I will watch Watcher. 
Well, I'm going to do something real quick that Gabe and T-Man always do to me every one of these episodes. Every time I think, hey, it's almost time to end it, you know, they just they throw something in real quick on me. And I've I've made a big error. I completely forgot that I received a screener for Clerks 3, Kevin Smith's movie. And I just I saw it and I just wanted to throw something out real quick to everybody. Do what now? I still don't believe that movie's real. I know he's been talking about it for years. It's real. It's real. I actually have a screener and you can you can have it if you want to if you want to see it. I got a screener for Clerks 3 and I went ahead and watched it whenever I got it. And uh, uh, I I'm a 90s kid. Kevin Smith was huge in the 90s. Um, I think my my favorite movie of his that he did is Chasing Amy. And then I think the funniest movie he did was Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And he honestly kind of lost me after that one. I don't. I wasn't a fan of Clerks 2 and some of the other stuff that he's done. He's a very divisive filmmaker. He's very sacrilegious, which sometimes, you know, kind of rubs me a little bit the wrong way. Um, but I always um, enjoy some of the stuff that he's able to do, especially with these characters. And so what Clerks 3 does is it really takes the audience back to the original Clerks. It almost is like they remade the original clerks to a certain standpoint the second one definitely feels like something different this one felt more like the original it's not for me it's for kevin smith diehards because he mixes some of his witty dialogue with a really heartfelt third act that i was honestly not expecting at all and it definitely was a little touching so i think this is going to please the the kevin smith crowd a lot if you're just a casual fan of his movies i'm more than a a casual but just i'm not a diehard then i think you probably might be a little bit bored or maybe not even understand the movie unless you you really have a good understanding of the first one so anyway i wanted to sneak that in there just a couple couple minute review there about clerks three and yes t-man it does exist much to my surprise. <laughs> yeah, I just looked up the trailer. I've been hearing about this movie for years. I really didn't think he was ever going to do it, but I'm glad he was able to pull it off. Like you're saying, I would consider myself a below average Kevin Smith fan. I mean, I've liked some of his movies in the past, but I just feel like, I don't know if I've watched a movie of his in, what, 15 years? I didn't know he was still doing movies. I didn't know he was still alive. So. <laughs> well, he, he he almost died, like for real. He had a massive heart attack. That, that wasn't funny. Then. I thought he yeah. died then. Yep. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, all right. Sorry. 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 He didn't die. I'm just joking. But, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I, I'm glad that he made it. I'm glad he's able to finish, you know, his movie trilogy. Because, like you said, Wes, he's kind of fallen off the, you know, his career's kind of fallen off, I guess you could say. Yeah. But it's good that he can make this to, to kind of for his fans, I guess you could say. Yeah, the characters honestly just got too old. I mean, in real life, you know, I mean, it, the the type of humor in the movies and stuff that they, they were making, it, it suited more for people that are in their teens and 20s, in my opinion. And Especially the Jay and Silent Bob like humor. It's it's just, you know, whenever it's guys that are in their 50s that are that are making yeah, these it's not as funny of, it doesn't land as, as, as well it seems inappropriate that's because it does. It does. that's what real talk is so i mean maybe yeah. this is the movie for us 
We seem I mean, inappropriate. Yeah. I'm glad we're beloved by teenagers, though. Makes yeah. me feel young. Oh, I don't think we are. Oh, so we're not beloved by anybody. We that's Thank good. Uh, <laughs> I think we're gonna cap tonight's episode by just kind of going round table real quick and just talking about what movie we're most looking forward to between now, which here we are almost October through the end of the year. So either one of you just kick us off. What do you what are you guys most looking forward to? I'll just kick it off. Avatar. I'm actually probably going to watch the Avatar that's come back to the theaters, the first one, just to get hey, me pumped I'm up going, for it. Going this week. I mean, that when I saw it in 3D, like, I don't care if I, I it could have been the worst movie ever, but it was the most visually stunning movie I've ever seen. And so I will 100%. If James Cameron wants to spend 10 years underwater filming Avatar 2, do it. He yeah. has. I know. Jay, what's old Big Jim doing? He's underwater. <laughs> underwater filming Avatar too. Uh, he's still probably making laps around the Titanic. Yeah, I think I have heard. You know, I've always got my ear to the ground. You guys know this. I'm hearing things about this movie. I am hearing that is a Titanic sequel, basically. That you know, the Navi raise <laughs> the Titanic. Jack and Rose come up. They they. Tell Rose that she's an awful character because she is. She sucks at it. <laughs> so I'm excited. Titanic 2. The oh novel. my gosh. Did you just talk poorly about the old lady in Titanic? <laughs> Wait a minute. Tiny Tim, the old lady in Titanic. Facts. Picking on the week here. Two, Gabe. No, don't don't try to change subjects. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but but I am pumped about Avatar 2. Um, I can't wait to see it, and honestly, I'm a little bit excited about something that's happened at the beginning of next month to put us in the Halloween spirit. Little Hocus Pocus 2 coming out in about five days. Oh yeah, I always <laughs> forget about that. That's the thing about these streaming movies. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know they're coming. Like they don't seem to have any like cultural impact. I've been I've got a countdown to Hocus Pocus 2, you know, going on here. So maybe it has it had an impact on me, but. Well, let me say this about Avatar 2, because I think it's a great choice. I've, I've been here for 10 years about how Avatar 1 left no, like, cultural imprint. That, yeah, yeah, it was the most successful movie of all time, but nobody cares about it, blah, blah, blah. I think people do care about Avatar. I think the next one is going to be a big hit. I'm excited for it. Never bet against Cameron. You'll usually regret it. And he always bets on himself, too, and that's why he's so freaking rich he puts his own money into these and and takes big percentages of the profits and then his movies always make a killing so anyway i'm a little upset with him that he's when did it release 2009 it's been 13 years since it came out and i just hate that such a talent's been tied up that long i think it's 2010 okay maybe so well, maybe either. Either way, you're right. It, here's the thing, though. I, I heard I read this quote about Jim Cameron. I thought this was interesting. He said, you know, the, one of the reasons he's been so invested in Avatar is that instead of adapting, you know, the big rage in Hollywood is adaption. You know, adapt this book, adapt this comic book, adapt this old movie, this franchise. He said, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go create my own world. And I'm going to do my own thing and make it my own, you know, make it myself. And mm-hmm. that was a really good quote. You know, he's right. Even the biggest directors now to do the big movies, it, it's almost always a you know a pre-established brand, a franchise of some sort. Jim Cameron said, "No, I'm just going to create my own." That's pretty cool. And he will, and it, it's 
it's going to be a big hit and i'm definitely going to go see it i i i'm a huge james cameron fan was not the biggest avatar fan i'm going to go support it i'm going to go check it out so yeah good, that's a good choice Gabe. team and i already know what you're going to say but the audience doesn't so let them have it well i've got i've got a couple picks you know i can't just do one i want to do, <laughs> i want to do my boy steven spielberg's the oh fan. yeah i knew it that, this movie, I'm really excited for this. It just premiered at the Toronto Film Festival and won its audience awards, getting rave reviews. It's it's basically catapulted itself to the to Oscar frontrunner right now. And basically, if you, if you haven't seen the trailer, it's kind of a semi-autobiographical film of Spielberg's childhood, his parents' divorce, him burgeoning to be the filmmaker that he turned out to be. I was a little curious when I heard this movie announced. I was like, how is he going to pull this off? How can he even make this as a movie? And when you see the trailer, you're like, oh, that's how. It looks really good. It looks emotional. It looks like something he hasn't really tackled in a while. More personal, more introspective, but still with all the Spielberg bells and whistles. And I think it comes out in early November for a platform release around Thanksgiving. To me, this looks like the perfect type of holiday film you want to watch. I think it's going to be something that a lot of people go see with their families. I think it's going to be uplifting, emotional, dramatic. And I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it wins a lot of Oscars. So I'm pretty excited for that. That's the Fablemans coming out in November. I'm going to say another one, because I didn't know if either of you guys would, would pick it, would be Babylon. Babylon is uh, one of my other favorite filmmakers, Damien Chazelle. He did, of course, La La Land and First Man and Whiplash. It is his 1920s set Hollywood epic cocaine-fueled extravagant movie. If you haven't seen the trailers, check it out. It looks absolutely insane. It looks like one of these films they say we don't get anymore, like a Boogie Nights, like a uh, Goodfellas. It looks absolutely awesome. Great direction. Brad Pitt is in it. Margot Robbie. The direction looks out of this world. I think it's going to be close to three hours. Uh, I've been reading on the internet. They've done their first screenings and people are handling it as a masterpiece. Let's hope that turns out to be true. I'm pretty excited for that. It's also going to be a big Oscar front runner. And that one will be once again out platform release late December and then January, early January for a wide release. So yeah, those are two of the movies that I'm most excited for uh, with a lot of other ones that I'm sure we'll talk about in the months ahead. I hate when they do those platform releases like, like, let's put it out in one state, in one city, one time in, in 2022, and then let it out in January. Well, that's like, how they yeah, they do that, because they want to, you know, drum up interest, especially for those movies that aren't like a franchise-level movie. You know, you do that to, to get buzz for a couple weeks for people to hear more about it, and then for it to go wide. Yeah, it's, I, guess, I guess it works. Well, if you if you like being in the theater... Babylon is going to be three hours and five minutes. That's awesome. I'm ready. I'm I'm for it. <laughs> Wes is Wes sounds like he's anti three Wes hours and five minutes. Be cut down by half. I think. Didn't you say you emailed Damien Chazelle and said, "Hey man, I'll go see it, but you gotta you gotta cut half of it out." Well, I, I mean, I told you guys that I emailed him. What I really did is got arrested because I showed up at his house demanding that he cut <laughs> give me that real and, half and got arrested so yeah. give, me, give me that real I, i'm gonna edit myself man i'm gonna tell you <laughs> a minute yeah take a take a listen to how i edit real talk these days that'll yep. that'll show you i can i can really edit your your uh oscar what'll certainly be an oscar nominated film 
<laughs> I love it. No, I, I'm really excited for it because, like I said, it, it seems to be taking the energy of, like I said, a Boogie Nights, a Goodfellas, those 1990s set, very over the – not over the top, but hyperkinetic, a Pulp Fiction, those type of movies – and setting it within that 1920s world of Hollywood when, you know, you're going from silent film to the talkies, as they would say. Yeah. So, well, it's pretty awesome. Yes, excited about this one. This is another one. So, you know, Gabe coming with Avatar. I'm actually looking forward to The Fablesman and looking forward to Babylon as well. So definitely some good movies uh, coming out this fall. You guys are going to have to help me here as we wrap the episode up. I'm I'm, I'm trying to... I'm trying to figure out what am I most excited about. I mean, you guys have already named some good ones. Um, any, what, what about Halloween Ends? Yeah, I was going to say, aren't you going to say Halloween Ends so you can hang out with all of us at Scarefest and watch well, Halloween End? To, but y'all kind of ruined my lead up. I was going to ask some questions, and I was going to like, well, I guess I'll just go with Halloween End. I was going to ask, because we got any Daniel Craig Bonds coming out? Oh, you can still do it. All right, do it. Do it. I yeah. still want to yeah, yeah we, do it. It's funnier any, now. Any Keep going and Craig leave Bond's this coming out. No, no, Bond. Bond's done, man. James Bond is or that, that series has already ended. Oh, what about uh, any David Fincher movies? Actually, there is a David Fincher movie, but I don't think it's coming out this fall. I haven't really heard. I think any. he's too busy working on shows. No, for real. No, he is directing a movie. It sounds really good for Netflix with Michael Fassbender. Uh, I don't know what it's called. But it's about like a serial killer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yes. It might be out in December, but maybe not. Yeah. Okay. All right. Scratch that. Um, what about the the flower moon child people with Leonardo DiCaprio? Whatever that's called. Is that we got okay. that this year? Everybody's here. Everybody's saying that it could be in December, but I think it's going to be next year. Unfortunately. Uh, well. I'm not even really look, looking that forward to Halloween. <laughs> so I guess that's my most anticipated movie that hasn't been um, said so far. Uh, as Wes, knows, answer me this. Is Halloween yeah. going to end here? No, being an avid not. Halloween fan, is this going to be the end or are we going to get more? It's going to be the end for several years because um, I, I think they're, they're going to have to figure out where the heck to go. I mean – We'll go back to prequels. Yeah, potentially. But I definitely think this is the end of Jamie Lee Curtis's his character, Lori. I don't think there's really anything else that, that they're going to be able to do. And I mean, she's aging. You know, she's. I'll have to look and see. I, I think she's definitely in her late sixties. So I mean, how many more of these is she going to be able to to continue doing? And so I definitely think that we'll kind of get. Uh, her character resolved again. It was resolved actually in, in Halloween Resurrection years ago, one of the worst movies ever. But yeah, I think we're definitely going to get into that. And I, I'm I'm definitely excited about it. I'm I'm just being kind of a butthead. I'm, I, I am excited about it. I've not been a big fan of the other two Halloweens that uh, the, these two new ones, Halloween and Halloween in uh, Halloween Kills. I did watch both of them a second time. I did like both of them a little bit better a second time, but, you know, I'm still very much about the kind of original series that ran up through Halloween's, well, really through H2O, but yeah, we'll we'll see. What I am excited about doing is if any of our listeners are going to be up at, at Scarefest, we were talking about going to see Halloween ends just kind of middle of the day on Saturday just to kind of 
I mean, get to go see a Halloween movie while at Scarefest. Thought that would be cool. I'm sure we'll probably have to get tickets in advance. I, I think a lot of people up there will probably have that same idea as it comes out literally the week before Scarefest. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's probably it. I'll, I'll definitely be at the theater to see that one and probably we'll watch it on Peacock as well. <laughs> so anything else, guys? No, I think I think that's it. I think Wrap us up. we did an episode. I would like to, uh, you know, I think that's fun to keep calling out new movies ahead. So hopefully we can keep doing that. I think uh, especially now with movie slates becoming a little more full, I think that's something to really look forward to. And and I'm looking forward to this fall. I think there's a lot of good stuff coming out. So hopefully everybody enjoys going to the theaters. Yeah, it seems like the theaters are back a little bit, you know, thank thankfully to, to uh, Top Gun Maverick kind of really saving the day there. And I think it's, I think it seems to have some trickle effect in some of these other movies that are kind of outperforming some expectations. Not all of them, but I mean, we've had some other box office winners and yeah, uh, I needed something to get everybody kind of back in, in the theater and be like, Oh yeah, I do enjoy this. I forgot how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think you're exactly right. Top Gun really helped the summer, really brought back a lot of people. And it's all, this is what they always say about in the exhibition business. It's all about the content. If you make yep. good movies, people will, will come. So I think there's been some good movies out, and hopefully some good movies for this holiday season will be will be enjoyable too. So looking forward to that. Well, we will wrap this episode of Real Talk up. And for those of you who thought you were going to get the, well, it's not even summer anymore. For those of you that thought our next episode was going to be the trilogy capper of our 2000 summer blockbuster episode with The Dark Knight, that episode is still coming. And poor Trey Whetstone, uh, we have drug him along for weeks now trying to figure out a good time to record that. Uh, we are still going to do that episode. It will be out here pretty soon. Um, and so Trey... This will probably be his only time on the show because if I was him, I would never agree to do an episode with us again. Uh, Long gone. Trey's like, well, what's wrong with these guys? <laughs> but I like that we're getting it. We're getting it. We're we're scaring them before we even bring them on now. Like, yeah, we used to wait and let let them listen to us talk for an hour, and then they were gone. But now we're getting them before they even come to us. Yeah, it's. Uh, I it's will say this, guys. After the Dark Knight episode, I know we've been talking about doing another draft episode. I think it's time. You know, I've been spending all this time figuring out Wes's weaknesses. <laughs> Get out. So it's time to unleash the next movie draft. But I'm not going to announce what it is yet. But I've got something in the works. All right. Well, it, yeah, I just I've feel been, more I've and more pressure to... with these with these uh, draft episodes. It's like, uh, I mean, the the only the only way forward is is to stay where I'm at or down. I mean, that's uh, Wes, you're like intimidating. Tom, Here's the thing. You're like Tom Brady, man. You keep winning, you keep winning. But sooner or later, you're going to be 45, and you're going to be like, hell. <laughs> that very soon I will be, actually. Hey, y'all are doing all this stuff. That's why I'm training while listening to Hearts on Fire while running in the snow. Like, I'm taking a different approach, but I'm getting ready for the draft episode. Yeah, that different approach is not drafting 28 uh, weeks later again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Gabe, you keep mentioning Rocky Four. He got severe brain damage after fighting the the Russians. So uh, I don't I don't know I don't know if that's the the best training and stuff you want to do to come in the next draft. Well, we'll work on it. <laughs> but anyway, yes, Trey will be joining us. That is seriously going to be such a treat for our audience. He is 
he is on it. He knows his stuff. His episodes are very detailed with his show, Screaming Through the Ages. And uh, he's, a, he's a fan of all movies. And so that's why we wanted to, to bring him on. So, yeah, uh, that will cap this episode. As always, follow us on social media. We're at uh, uh, on Twitter at Real underscore cast, and that's R-E-E-L. We've got getting close to 3,000 followers over there on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I still interact with, with people there from time to time. We don't post as much as we used to. Our Facebook group, still a lot of fun. I love seeing uh, the different people. They, they go out there and, and just make their own posts and uh, and stir up discussion and things like that. We love it. We encourage it. And thanks to, to you guys in the Facebook group for really keeping that group alive as we don't post in there as much as we used to either. And then we're on some other social media. I think Gabe did a TikTok once, and I'm supposed to be running Instagram, and I'm doing a horrible job with that. So you want to you wanna reach out to us on social media, you can find us. And as always, the thing we do keep on top of, the thing we look at daily, the thing that we always are hoping will something come through is our email. And that's uh, realtalkmoviecast at gmail.com. And for us, that's a wrap. That's the best outro you've done yet. <laughs> well, well done. <laughs>